comes not, except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Praise God. Well, it's with Jesus. I welcome you into God's presence tonight. We're going to continue our series of teaching we've been doing for the past two weeks now. We've been looking at entering into new doors. Somebody say, entering new doors. Say, entering new doors. This year is our prophetic year of newness. God is a God of newness. Our God is not a God of the old. He does new things every day. The Bible says in Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 19, he said, do not remember the former things, neither consider the things of old, for behold, I do a new thing. And he says, before it springs forth, I tell you of them. I will even make a way. Somebody say a way. Say a way is made. King James says, I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the midst of the desert. I see a way made for you. Impossible doors are opening for you. Impossible paths are being created for you. He said, I will make a way in the wilderness. So our God makes ways. Our God opens doors. And one of the new things we said God is going to do in our lives this year and this decade is that God is going to be opening new doors. Somebody say new doors. And our teaching series is designed to help you to strategically walk into those new doors. Because if God is opening the doors, but you don't know what to do, you'll be stuck behind the door. And you think it's the devil, you think that it is you yourself, or you think that something is fighting against you, not knowing that the door is already open. All you need to do is to enter. Now see you entering the door boldly. Second Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12. He said, furthermore, I came to Troas. To preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened unto me of a Lord. There are doors that opens and human beings can shut, but not when God opens a door. When God opens a door, no man can shut it. That is why I know that in this season, in this dispensation, the doors that God opens for you, they shall permanently remain open. Somebody said they shall permanently remain open. Yes, when God opens the door, he keeps it open. A door was opened unto me of a law. And so, we want to know some of the things that can stop us from entering such doors. And we want to see 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 23 to 25. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 23 to 25. Last week, we began to explore one of such things. One of such things that can stop us from entering the new door God opens. And as he talked with them, let's read it together. Behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by 
Goliath by what? Out of the armies of the Philistines, the same words, and David heard them. So this gentleman had been speaking in a certain manner. He had been speaking consistently in a certain manner. And this year, 2021, you need to know how to speak consistently in a certain manner. Praise God. You see, one of the things you need to understand in our year of newness is to appreciate the fact that in the year of newness, God gives us a new language. Somebody say a new language. When you got born again, one of the things God gave us was a new language. He said they shall speak with a new tongue. A new language. You can be born again for years and your life will be going in a certain direction until you learn to speak the way God wants you to speak. The Bible said the gentleman came and spoke according to the same words. Why? Because you don't change your winning team. The words he was speaking was helping him to win. For 40 days, this man kept the whole nation of Israel, the army of Israel in captivity. Not through weapons, but through his words. Through his words. And there are many of us who have been enslaved by words spoken. Some of the words were spoken by teachers. Some of the words were spoken by people who are influential over you. Some of them were spoken by even so-called men of God. They have said certain things concerning your life and you are, you are, you are building your life around it. I came to announce to somebody tonight that if anybody has spoken anything, you have the word of God, you can use it to frame your life. The Bible says, through faith, we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. There is something you can use to change your life and to frame your destiny. And that is the word of God. The word of God in your mouth is powerful than any word anyone can speak over your life. People can speak certain things over your life, but learn to speak over your destiny. The Bible said, so many other people heard them. And when they heard them, they had a certain response. But when David heard them, there was a different response. Look at this. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were so afraid. Did you see that? They were what? So afraid. These guys, they saw him and they fled. Do you know that Goliath was an open door? Let's look at the door that Goliath represented. This man was an open door and yet these men saw him and they fled. Instead of entering the door, they fled. Why did they flee? Because of fear. Look at this. The Bible says in verse number 25. So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him. Take note. The man who kills him. Somebody say the man who kills him. Somebody say, I'm going after my Goliath. I'm killing him. And I'm taking over. A lot of people are just waiting for Goliath to die by himself. Goliath doesn't die by himself. You have to confront him head on. When Goliath talks, you talk back. When they saw him, they fled. But one man saw him, he said, Goliath, as for your type, I've seen some before. And I'm coming hard after you. The Bible says, he said, the man that kills him, the king will enrich with great riches. Somebody say great riches will give him his daughter, somebody say royal marriage, and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. That was a wide open door. Somebody say open door. Just killing one man gave you access to royal marriage, gave you access to great riches, gave you access to tax-free living. Not just you, but with you and your entire family. That was Goliath. And yet, people fled upon the side of Goliath. Because of fear. Somebody say fear. 
what are you running away from? Most of us sometimes we pray. God opens the door and then we shut ourselves in because of fear. The door is open instead of moving ahead and entering the door. Fear keeps you away. Sometimes it has to do with a relationship. You are prayed. God has just blessed you and located some beloved nice lady beside you. In church, you've seen the person. Instead of reaching out to the person and communicating boldly your feelings, say, what of if I go and she says no? So what of if you go and she says yes? Some of you are afraid of certain offices. You feel that that office is reserved for certain people. It's only certain people who can go to that place and work. Some of you are dreaming small dreams because you are afraid that your kind of person cannot enter there. But I came to announce to you tonight, it's a new day for you. You are entering into impossible doors. The fear is overcome. The fear is defeated. You are walking in perpetual victory. Last week, we introduced what fear is and we established some seven great truths about fear. We started by talking about truth about fear. The first truth we said about fear is fear is a common enemy. Somebody say fear is a common enemy. Say fear is a common enemy. I said that there is no man who will, not fear, who will not have the temptation to fear. The temptation to fear is common. But giving in to fear is what is sin. To be tempted to fear is not sin. But to give in to fear is sin. Because whatever is not of faith is sin. So don't give in to fear. Everybody gets afraid. Some of us, sometimes we see people we admire, they've achieved great things with their lives and we see them and we look at ourselves, can I ever get there? Can I ever be able to achieve such feats? And we think that these people achieved them because they were never afraid. That is the biggest lie you can ever believe. There is no great man who has not had his fair share of fear. Every great move will always come with great fear. There is no fresh move that will not be accompanied with fear. If you are starting a church afresh, there's fear there. If you are starting a business, there's fear there. Will it work? Will it not work? If you are starting a marriage, will the marriage work? Will I make it? Will my marriage succeed? These are legitimate fears that confront every human being. And you must learn to deal with them. You see, courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is the ability to move in spite of fear. Courageous people are the people who advance in life. Courageous people are the people who take hold of their possession. That's what God told Joshua. He said, be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid. Be strong and of good courage. Tonight, I came to announce to you, be strong and of good courage. You will overcome. You will win. And you will take dominion. Somebody say, I overcome. I win. I take dominion. Praise the Lord. Fear is a spirit. That's the second thing we said. We said fear is a spirit. Somebody said fear is a spirit. There are people who believe that fear is just a bad emotion. Fear is not just a bad emotion. Somebody who explained that fear is psychological. It's more than psychology. Fear is a spirit. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God had not given us the spirit of fear. So it is a spirit. God didn't give it. Who gave it? Satan gave it. And I'm asking you tonight, why have you decided to collect something from Satan? Because you are not supposed to have anything to do with Satan. You are not in his kingdom. So why do you accept something from someone who is not your Lord and your master? God has not given you the spirit of fear. So wherever it came from tonight, I declare it's released back to sender. In the mighty name of Jesus. Satan brought you fear. That fear is leaving you tonight. From tonight, you live here completely set free from fear. The bondage of fear is broken over your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
Listen, fear is so real. And I, I tell you, last year and this year, as the year is rolling, fear is everywhere. You can smell fear in the atmosphere. Everywhere you turn, fear. The news is saturated with fear. Listen, you better understand fear and know your authority over fear. Or else all the opportunities that God has for you in this year, all the doors God is opening for you this year, you will not be able to enter them. And you think, oh, it's a COVID, it's a COVID. Listen, in spite of the COVID, people are building houses. In spite of the COVID, people are buying cars. In spite of the COVID, people are making progress with their lives. You are not the only person exposed to COVID. And you are not the only person who will be last exposed to COVID. You must take charge of your life by conquering fear and stepping out boldly. Somebody say, I step out boldly. I step out boldly. Everywhere is amazing. Initially, people are afraid they will get COVID and die. Then that fear it has not been fully resolved. Now, they say vaccines are here and people are afraid to take vaccines. People are making foolish videos. You are afraid to take... Listen, you are afraid you will die of COVID. You are afraid to take vaccines from COVID. Then die. <laughs> Praise God. People are debating, should I take it? Should I not take it? You are afraid you will die. Science has also made an antidote for you and that one you are afraid to take it. You see, that's how Satan dominates people with fear. Everywhere. Fear. Fear. Listen, after this, eh, another fear will come. That's why you don't run away from fear. You confront fear. You don't, you don't, uh, and this, I'm praying it away. No, you pray it away today, tomorrow, another one will come. That's why constantly you have to build your faith. Build your faith. Because when faith is in place, fear finds its level. When faith is in place, fear finds what? It's level. Consistently. And fear and faith, they come through the same means. They come through what? What you hear. What you hear. What you hear. What you expose yourself consistently to hearing. Same means. The Bible says, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. You have not. Somebody say, I have not. Number three, fear is a satanic device or weapon. Somebody say, fear is a satanic device. Say, it's a satanic device. Fear is something Satan uses to arrest people. Satan cannot kill you until first of all, he can make you afraid. That's what Satan uses. He sells fear. He sells fear. Fear is one of his deadliest weapons. Satan uses Job chapter 3 verse 25 to 26. Job said, for the thing I greatly feared. Somebody said the thing I greatly feared. What are you greatly afraid of? COVID. What are you greatly afraid of? Death. What are you greatly afraid of? That you may not make it. You will fail an examination. You may not marry. You may not have a child. What are you greatly afraid of? What are you greatly He said, the thing I greatly feared is come upon me. And the thing which I was afraid of is come unto me. Fear. I'll come to touch on this when I get into the next session or the part two of the teaching tonight. Fear number four is contagious. Somebody say it's contagious. Fear is contagious. That's why you have to be careful who you hang out with. Ask your neighbor, who are you hanging out with? Yeah, you don't just hang out with anybody. You don't just find yourself worshipping in any church. There are some churches, they perpetuate more fear. By the time they close a meeting, you are full of fear than faith. That's not a church. That's not a church. Any atmosphere you expose yourself to that feeds your fear rather than your faith is not a church. Praise God. Where you go to a living church, by the time you live there, you are edified. 
Your spirit comes alive. You are built up. You begin to feel as if you can conquer the whole world. Am I communicating here? That's a church where the word of God is taught and then your faith is built up. Look at what the Bible said, Deuteronomy 20 verse 1 to 8. Deuteronomy 20 verse 1 to 8. When you go to war against your enemy and see horses and chariots and soldiers far outnumbering you, do not recoil in fear of them. God, your God, who brought you out of Egypt is with you. Somebody say, when you go to war. I like that. He said, when you go to war, you see, life is such that you'll be confronted with war. You don't have to pray for it. It comes. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. When you go to war and you see things, there are things you will see that can provoke fear. There are things you will hear that can provoke fear. The Bible says when you go to war, you see enemies, you see all kinds of things. You are going for an interview. By the time you get there, you see somebody who taught you in class sitting there. He has first class, you had, uh, you had second uh, lower. And he's sitting there, and you're attending the interview with him. When you see a giant like that, you can almost say, uh, I'm going to be with you, and you may not come back. <laughs> All because you are afraid that guy is more qualified than you. He said, when you see people who are stronger, mightier, and stronger than you, do not recoil in fear. Now look at this. When the battle is about to begin, let the priest come forward and speak to the troops. Did you see? Speak to the troops. He will say, attention Israel, in a few minutes, you're going to do battle with your enemies. Don't waver in resolve. Don't fear. Don't hesitate. Don't panic. God, your God is right there with you, fighting with you against your enemies, fighting to win. Then let the officers step up and speak to the truth. Is there a man here who has built a new house, but has yet dedicated it? Let him go home right now, lest he die in battle, and another man dedicated. Is there a man here who has planted a vineyard by us? Yet to enjoy the grapes. Let him go home right now. Lest he die in battle and another enjoy the grapes. Is there a man here engaged to marry? Who hasn't yet taken his wife? Let him go home right now. Lest he die in battle and another take care. Now look at verse 8. Let's read it together. The officers will then continue. Is there a man here who is wavering in resolve and afraid? Let him what? Let him go. Never go to battle with fear. Because when you go to battle with fear, you are sure to come home with defeat. When you go to battle with fear, you are sure to come home with what? Total defeat. Is there there a man who is afraid? Let him go home now. No, 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 no. Let him go home. Let him go home. It's not every place you go with fear. You see, association matters. As association what? Association matters. The pastor who pastors you matters your destiny. The kind of people you fellowship with, it influences you positively or negatively. You see, there is one thing that unconsciously impacts on our destiny that people are not very much aware of. No matter who is teaching you, no matter what message you are hearing, if you are associated with the wrong people, the good teaching notwithstanding, your life will be going in the wrong direction. Blessed is a man that walketh under the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. The Bible says in Proverbs 13, 20, he says that he that walketh with wise men shall be wise, a companion of fools shall be what? Destroyed. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33, he says, be not deceived, evil company, corrupt good manners. Listen, mind the company you keep. Mind the radio station you listen to. Mind the TV station. Turn your TV and you are watching all manner of people. You call them preachers. On TV. 
charlatans. By the time you finish, everything you were taught in one month, everything has been gone. It's been flushed out of your system. Oh, thank God for television. But I tell you, a lot of chaff is on television today. A lot of chaff is on the TV today. That's what the Bible says in the book of Luke. It says, take heed what you hear. Take heed how you hear. What you hear and how you hear, they matter. They matter. Never joke with it. Fear is contagious. Somebody say fear is contagious. Say fear is contagious. Twelve people were sent to go spy out the land of Israel. Twelve. Twelve giant men. They were elders, leaders. They went and see their report. Numbers 13, 32 to 33. And they brought up an evil report of a land which they had set unto the children of Israel, saying, let's read it together. One go. Good. Yes, let's continue. And there we saw the giant, the sons of Anak, which were come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Ten out of twelve came with this report. Look at 14 verse 1. And all the children of Israel lifted their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. Now, if you are looking for a place where the children of Israel committed themselves for not entering the land, it was this place. Ten people came and with a negative report, they damaged the fate of almost 2 million people. Their fate was damaged, and those who were 20 years and above, all of such generation were denied access to their golden promised land because somebody gave them fear for free. They embraced it for free. <laughs> you, will not, you will not embrace fear. You will not live in fear. Number five, fear is harmful and destructive. Somebody say fear is harmful and destructive. Say fear is harmful. Say fear harms. Fear destroys. Say fear harms. Fear destroys. There is no better place for you to see the destructive effect of fear other than in the life of Job. Somebody say the life of Job. His life was beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful life. Look at Job chapter 1 verse 8. Job. Beautiful life. Everything was okay. Everything was fine. Job 1, 9 to 10. Has thou not made an hedge about him? Somebody say hedge. About him. About him. About his house. About all that he has on every side. And has thou not blessed him with the work of his hands? And his substance is increased in the land. That was Job. Everything was working fine. Everything. God had made sure he was in safety. Just like the same way God has made sure that you are safe. He will give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all your ways. So your safety is guaranteed. Are there no ministering spirits sent forth to minister unto them who shall be heirs of salvation? Somebody say, my safety is guaranteed. But in spite of the fact that your safety is guaranteed, some of us are living in perpetual fear. Fear of a, a plane crash. Fear of accident. Satan shows you images and you don't feel like traveling again. Fear. Joe, the evidence of fear was his life. Harmful. He lost his children. He lost his business. Everything he had was gone. Because, look at what he said. I was not in safety. Neither had I rest. Neither was I quiet. Yet trouble came. He was not in safety. I asked Joe, who told you you are not in safety? 
Fear. And that, that's one of the things fear does. Everywhere will be cool, but within, you will not be cool. You are trouble. You will go to hospital, they check everything, everything is okay. But fear will be telling you there's something wrong. Am I communicating here? Fear will be telling you there's something wrong. Fear will be telling you. Satan will tell you, ah, see your leg. Can't you feel it now? <laughs> I'm telling you. And you have just been examined and everything is fine. Fear is a demonic force. It is living your life. It has left your life already. Now, I like number six. Fear never goes away by itself. Somebody say, fear never goes away by itself. Fear never goes away by itself. You shall not need to fight. Second Chronicles 20, 17. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves. Stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow, I like this part. Tomorrow, go against them. Somebody say, go against them. Hey, say it. Go against them. Let me tell you. The best way to deal with fear is to go against fear. That's the best in my own life. When Satan tells me, you are flying, you won't come back, that is when I'll fly. And when I sit in the plane, I'll even pray. That is, I'm going against fear. Because the moment you pray, you'll be praying in anxiety. Satan doesn't give me prayer point. The word of God gives me prayer point. Am I communicating here? I don't, I don't pray because Satan wants me to pray. No. That I slept and I saw some, something in a dream and it's bad. And then I declare fast, no, 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 no. If I'm prompted by the Holy Ghost to do that, I will do that. But Satan will not sell fear to me. Some of you, when we declare fast in church, you don't do it. But let Satan show yourself in a coffee, you'll fast for one week. You see, fear is motivating you to do an exercise, faith must drive you to do it. I'm not communicating here tonight. It's as simple as that. He said, tomorrow, go against them. You see, anything you are afraid, go against it. You are afraid of giving, go against it. You are afraid that you will be bounced. Go and propose to that girl. You are afraid that the job may backfire. Go to that place and tell them, I, I sense that uh, I have an appointment here. I want to work here. The office is very nice. This is the kind of office I want to work in. This is my application. Am I communicating here? Now that's, that's, you have to have audacity and boldness. Somebody say, I'm going against my fears. That's why God told Joshua, be strong and courageous. Because listen, you need courage. It takes courage to go against your fears. You are afraid. Courageous people move not in the absence of fear. They move in the presence of fear. They are afraid, but they are still moving. They are afraid. They are moving. You remember the lepers. They were going afraid, but they were going. And when they got there, everybody had fled. And they had the possession. As you go, you'll be taking possession. Number seven, fear is overcomable. Somebody say fear is overcomable. Ooh, I like this. Every child of God has what it takes to defeat and overcome fear. Every. Somebody say every. You don't need to be a pastor. You don't need to be a deacon. You don't need to be an elder. You don't need to be a, a minister. Every child, Once you are a child of God, you have what it takes to overcome fear. Somebody say I'm a child of God. I have what it takes to overcome fear. You don't even need to know how to pray in tongues. Once you are born again, ah, yeah, yeah. First John 5, 4, he said, whatsoever is born of God. Somebody say, whatsoever is born of God. Ooh, amazing. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Fear is one of the things in the world. You know, Jesus said, in this world, you have tribulation. He said, and this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our, even our, so, 
you have what it takes. Somebody say, I have what it takes to overcome fear. First John 4, for little children. Ah, he didn't say grown-up children. Did you see that? Little children. Ah, yeah, yeah, beautiful. Little children, ye are of God and have overcome. Ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so sweet. He said, little children, you are of God and you have overcome the world. So that, that today you are born again. You are confessed Christ as Lord and your Savior, a little child. And being born again, immediately you have what it takes to overcome fear. Somebody say, fear cannot dominate my life. I function in faith. I refuse to give in to fear. I said, fear has harmful and destructive effects. Let me quickly walk you through eight harmful effects of fear. So you know that fear is not a friend. Fear is not a friend. Fear is a foe. Somebody say fear is a foe. Say fear is a foe. Fear is not a friend. Fear blinds you from seeing new doors God has opened or is opening unto you. That's one of the things. That's why you need to deal with fear. Because it blinds you. Somebody say it blinds you. Fear blinds you. The entire army of Israel. These were men who have been trained as soldiers. Trained. David was not trained. They are no formal training as a soldier. But these men have been trained formally as soldiers. They knew how to shoot. They knew how to point and target and conquer. They were trained to shoot. But fear, their guns were useless. You know, sometimes you may have all the skill, but because of fear, your skill is useless. Some people may be very gifted. They can sink because of fear. They won't even join the choir to sink. Mark communicating here. Fear, it blinds you from seeing the new doors. God has opened or is opening. When you are afraid, when God opens the door, you will still be praying. You remember when Rhoda, when Peter was released, they were still in the, they said, praying and they were praying in fear. They said, ah, we can't believe that Peter has been released. Ah, Peter released? They said, no, it's not true. It, it must be his spirit, his ghost. And they were praying. That is how a lot of believers live their lives. Fear. It blinds you. No soldier in Israel at this time could see the great riches. They couldn't see it. You know, that was what David saw. He said, say it again. He said, what did you say? Whoever will bring this uh, uncircumcised feelings, the first thing is great riches. Say, repeat, great riches. Number two, royal marriage. Number three, tax exemption. He said, you mean it? Who said it? The president? The king? Okay, I want to meet the king. I want to get confirmation. They carried him and brought him before the king. He said, oh, king, which one are you saying? King said, David, see, you are small. He said, king, I didn't come to you for you to say, talk about my size. Uh, it's not about size. If it was size, you are head and shoulders above everybody. You should go and do it. <laughs> but in spite of your size, you are running away. King, that's not what they are talking about. I want a confirmation. What did you say? Am I getting your daughter for real? Am I getting great riches? Uh, I'm, uh, is my family going to be us free? He said, yes, David, that's my word. I've spoken and so it will be said, etc. If that is the case, let me tell you, God has spoken. When Saul spoke, it settled. When God has spoken, you can be sure it is settled. Why are you allowing fear to keep you from possessing what God has spoken is yours? Health is yours. Prosperity is yours. Long life is yours. Abundance is yours. Increase is yours. Why should you allow fear? So spoke, he committed himself to what he said. The Bible said, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Every word he spoken 
You can rely on it. You can trust it. Fear blinds you from seeing the doors. And that's why I pray that tonight, every blindness over your eyes is eliminated. Every blindfolding fear on your eyes is removed. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number two, fear prevents you from dreaming great dreams and seeing great visions. Fear prevents you. Fear. You know, people who are afraid, they always don't think that they can achieve great things. Genesis 51. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, do not be afraid. Somebody say, don't be afraid. Say, don't be afraid. I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. Look at verse 2. And Abraham was speaking here. Abraham spoke. Abraham said, Lord, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless. And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. That's all Abraham was saying. He was seeing Eliezer as his heir. Verse 3, keep it there. And Abraham said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. He was in deep fear because he could not see beyond. Praise God. Look at verse 4. God brought him out. He said, Abraham, you know, what you are seeing is keeping you in fear. I want to open your eyes. Come. He took him out. He said, behold, the word of the Lord came to Abraham saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Go to verse number five. He brought him outside. Somebody say outside. outside. Turn to your neighbor and say, come outside. Come outside. Come outside. Stop seeing things in the tent. In the tent, your vision is limited. Abraham was in the tent. In the tent, you can only see yourself as a lawyer. In the tent, you can only see yourself as a doctor. In the tent, you can only see yourself. You are seeing yourself as a local champion. But when you come out, you begin to see the nations. You don't see yourself only functioning in one local hospital in Ghana, but you see yourself working with UN. Am I communicating here? That's where you begin to see when you come out of the tent. Look at that. He brought him outside and said, look, now toward the heaven and count the stars. You are not able to count them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Look at verse 6. Look at verse 6. Immediately he believed. He believed. That means faith came. Somebody say faith came. Fear left. Abraham was afraid. He said, do not be afraid. He believed faith came. Faith came. You know why David could bring Goliath down? He dreamt of bringing him down. He saw him. With his imagination. He said, you come against me with a sword. But you know what I see? I see your head chop off. I see your body giving to birth. Fear left him because of what he was seeing. What are you seeing? No wonder God asked Jeremiah, what do you see? Some of you, you see yourself as dying tomorrow. Because a friend who is your age or so, you've heard he's dead. Is his covenant your covenant? Is his God your God? I don't care how many people die around. I'm living here. I don't I have a business to do and until I'm done, I'm not going anywhere. Am I communicating at all? No, no, no. It's not a prayer point. Oh. I'm not asking that you pray for me. I'm just sharing my conviction with you. Paul said the time of my departure is at hand. So there's a time I have to depart. And when that time comes, nobody can stop that time. And before that time comes, nobody can hasten that time. Am I communicating at all? Stop living your life at the mercy of fear. The fear of death has denied a lot of people access. No dreams, no vision because they are afraid. That's why I feel sad when we begin the year and you hear prophets 
prophesying after one and the other. This person is going to that. This person is going to that. This person is going to that. When you live in a society, when people constantly prophesy like that, that society cannot progress. Because you can't dream. I mean, a new year, you are dreaming of doing something great with your life and somebody prophesies death over your life. So if you are dreaming of building a house, <laughs> that dream must be put somewhere. The first thing you have to be concerned about is how am I going to make it? How am I going to live? The most authentic prophet of your life is you. You are the most authentic prophet of your destiny. Somebody say, I'm the prophet of my destiny. Say, I'm the prophet of my destiny. New doors opens to new visions and new dreams. Many great dreams and visions are been denied through fear. Number four, fear prevents you from developing your gift, which is critical to entry new doors. Somebody say fear. Fear prevents you from what? Developing your gift. Somebody say my gift. Say my gift. Do you know you are gifted? I'm talking to you now. Do you know you are gifted? Virtual and outward. Do you know you are gifted? God never made anyone giftless. Everyone is gifted. Not in the same measure, but with the same level of significance. Did you understand what I'm saying? We are not gifted in the same measure, but our gift can bring us into the same level of significance. Your impact can speak. The Bible says, Matthew 25 verse 25, And I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look at that. He thought it was a man's talent. He didn't know it was his. He gave it to him. He said, I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Whose talent was it? It had been gifted to him. All of us have been gifted. Your gift may not be as pronounced. I have never found a human being gifted to envy. Because I believe I am super gifted. Envy is not one of the challenges I have. I may have other things. No, 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 because... I'm too sure of what God has given me and I value it highly. Praise God. You see, the reason why people envy other people is because they have chosen to place high value on what other people have instead of placing high value on what God has given them. It's not that envious people don't have anything. No. They have. They are silenced. They really have. God has given every man some measure. There is something God has given someone. But when you are focusing on others, you will not even develop your own. Take your seats. He didn't. Look at a man's gift. Proverbs 18, 16 makes way. Somebody say a man's gift. What, what is going to bring you into prominence? What is going to give you access into new doors? Your gift. Your gift. Your gift of speaking. Your gift of singing. Develop it. Be conscious about it. Develop it. What gift have you been endowed with? Some of us have been endowed with business skills. Develop it. Intellectual skills. Develop it. A man's gift opens the way and bring it in before great men. A gift is as a precious stone in the eyes of him that has it. And with that so ever eternity, it prospereth. A gift. Somebody say a gift. Yeah. Your gift is critical. But when you are afraid, you bury your gift. Fear makes people bury their gift. They won't use it. And they are actually looking at other people. They bury their own. The man said, I was afraid and I hate your talent. Whatever talent you've hidden because of fear, I command you to go back for it. I command you to go back for it. Go back and pick up your talent. I said, go back and pick up your... David, if David had given into fear, you know the gift that brought David into prominence? Fighting. Somebody say fighting. Hi, yeah, yeah, fighting. 
He fought a lion. He fought a bear. Now, how do you fight a lion and fight a bear if you are afraid? Praise God. He developed his gift by fighting lions and bears. How could he develop his gift? By overcoming his fear. When he met the lion, he didn't say, hey, my my end has come. That was not the language of David. You are a bear, we will meet. No matter who you are. You are a senior lawyer, but I'm also an upcoming lawyer. Let us face it. You are a specialist. I'm a young doctor. Let us face it. I'm not communicating here. No, no, no. Don't allow anybody's gift or talent to intimidate you. You see, wherever anybody is that is intimidating you, they have been at your place before. Goliath was a giant. He had been fighting for many years. That's what Saul told him. He said, this man has been fighting from his youth. David said, that's why I'm the right candidate. Because if Goliath has been fighting from his youth, and I'm starting to fight him from my youth, we are the best people to fight. And he went and faced him. And David's youth fighting brought a giant down. Bible said, wherefore I put thee in remembrance. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 to 7. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance to stare. Somebody say stare. Somebody say stare. Do the stare. 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 He says stare up the gift of God which is in. Oh, which is where? Outside you. Which you shall receive. He says stare up the gift of God which is in thee. Which was given thee by prophecy. Which was given thee by the putting on of hands. Now go to verse 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Why? Why did he say God has not? Because you see, when you allow fear, your gift cannot happen expression. If you allow fear to dominate you, preach, I'm afraid to stand before the congregation. Sink. Hey. With all these people here, they can judge Jane. Ah, <laughs> let them do it. Yeah. Do a presentation. <laughs> presentation power. I mean, Anybody who is confident enough to give you an opportunity, don't disgrace him. If somebody tells you, your boss tells you, do this. Even if you cannot do it, because he said do it, do it. Because he, he can do it better than you. And if he has given you an opportunity, don't disgrace him and disgrace yourself. If I tell you to go and preach, when you preach and you fail, your failure is on me, not on you. Because I'm the one who gave you the truth. Am I communicating here? He said the gift has been given thee. Stir it up. But you can't stir it up. If you allow fear to dominate your life. Number four, fear kills creativity and keeps you in perpetual state of inaction. It kills creativity. Somebody say creativity. creativity. Say creativity. creativity. Fear kills creativity and keeps you in a perpetual state of inaction. Oh, there are people who could have started certain businesses a long time ago. State of inaction. What is a state of inaction? For 40 days. Somebody say 40 days. Say 40 days. 40 days, the children of Israel were in a state of inaction. Nobody moved. Nobody talked. State of inaction because of fear. Fear. It keeps you in a perpetual state of inaction. Kills creativity. He said, I was afraid and I went to hate your talent. When the man came, do you remember? He said, couldn't you have given my money to the bankers? You were not creative. You didn't use your head. You are a fool. Use your head. Somebody say, my head is good. I'm going to use it. Say, my head is good. I'm going to use it. 
You are full of creative. Listen, you are a creative being. And there are no jobs. Be creative. Creative. 2021, I don't want to hear there are no jobs. Lazy people, that is the slogan of lazy people. Be creative. You were made by a creative God. God, the creator, made you and he made you in his image. That means that there are creative abilities in you. Praise God. Sit down ask yourself, what can I do? What is needed here? Be creative. David, they say, ah, this man is fully armed. There is no place. Oh, he's wearing a metallic gun. There is no place. David said, well, let's meet. And when he picked, he didn't use gun. He didn't use, he picked creativity, picked a stone, and he targeted it. Only one spot was open, and that was the spot David went for. You see, there is always a way out. Tell your enemies there's always a way out. If you really want to find a way, you find it. There's always a way out. There's a, I, I lost my sympathy for some people a long time ago. When people don't want to be helped, they can be helped. There's always a way out. Somebody sat by one pool, one, 38 years. Ah, the biggest fool of all time. 38 years. They say, I should pray for you. I won't pray for you. 38 years. When Jesus came, he said, would you be made whole? He didn't say, I, I want to heal you. He said, would you be made whole? Because he was his own problem. 38, why should you be at one spot 38 years? Three years, you are finished school. And say, I'm still looking for a job. Stop the joke and get busy with your life. Am I communicating here? Stop the joke. Looking for a job. If there was one to find, you would have found it. Create something by yourself. Am I communicating here? Stop talking and start acting. Fear kills creativity and keeps you in a perpetual state of inaction. Number five, fear attracts the things you fear into your life. Somebody fear attracts. Fear is a magnetic force. Somebody say magnetic force. You see, a magnetic force has a magnetic field around it. And anything that comes close into the magnetic field, it attracts it. Fear is that magnetic force. It attracts. Everything you fear, you will experience it. If you fear death, death will be threatening you. If you fear failure, it will be threatening you. If you fear that marriage will not work, it will not work. You see, the things you fear, you will always attract it. You are going to write exams. This exam, I may fail. You are failed already. The temptation to fear will come, but never give in to it. And number six, fear torment. Somebody say fear torment. Fear torment. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear involves torment. Somebody say torment. This is the emotional danger fear poses. Fear is tormenting people. It's tormenting them perpetually. You know, that's what uh, Job said. He said, I was not in safety. I was not at rest. He was perpetually under torment. People who live with torment, you know, they are always asking, what if this happens? What if this happens? And you know what they are asking? They are always asking, what if the negative happens? They are never using their mind to say, what if the positive happened? What if I finish building my house? What if uh, a third grows? What if I marry? What if I give birth to twins? Why can't you think like that? And you are thinking, what if, if I don't give birth to children? Meanwhile, you could be thinking of, what if I give birth to triplets? What if, if I give birth to quintuplets? Because that is also a possibility. You see, the place where fear functions is in the mind. Somebody say the mind. And I'll, I'll be dealing with that. The mind! Your mind! 
The Bible says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound. Somebody say sound mind. Sound. When your mind is sound, when Satan brings this one, you give another one. That's a sound mind. A sound mind always has a positive side of things. He looks at the positive side of things. When you sit in a car, you can crash on the road. But when you sit in the car, you can also go in safety and come back. When I sit in the car, that's what I'm thinking. I'm not thinking I'm not coming back. I'm thinking I'm coming back. I have my wife and children. I have a church to pass. I have pastors. I'm leaving. I'm not communicating here. You have sound mind. When your mind is sound, your life will be sound. When your mind is sane and sound, your life will be sane. Mad people are mad because their mind is not sound. God gave you a sound mind. Keep it sound. Somebody say, keep it sound. Say, keep it what? Sound. How do you keep it sound? Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are good report. If there be any praise, if there be any virtue, think on these things. Keep your mind sound. Why are you thinking about foolish things? Why are you thinking about things that will bring depression to you? You can sit down and think uh, and you feel depressed. You can sit down and think uh, and you begin to cry all by yourself. Woo! You are abusing your redemption. You are insulting the death of Christ. Am I communicating here? Keep your mind sound. Things which are true. Things which are lovely. What are the things that are lovely? Things which are of good report. Things which are praiseworthy. Things which are honest. If there be any praise, if there be anything, think on these things. Because see, your life is going in the direction of your thinking. Somebody say, my life is going in the direction of my thinking. So when you are thinking on wrong things, your life will be going on the wrong way. As a man thinker in Zar, so is he. So is what? He. Job was perpetually tormented. What if I lose my business? What if my children die? So every day he was offering sacrifices. The sacrifices were not motivated by faith, they were motivated by fear. Sacrificing my children. What of if they sin? What of and all the things? What of what of what of? By the time he realized all of them had happened. And their children were playing, and, and, and a big scape swallowed them. Your business was and it collapsed. <laughs> you shall not be a casualty of fear. You shall not be a casualty of fear. Number seven, fear and snares. Fear and what? Fear and snares. The Bible said the fear of man bringeth a snare, a snare, a trap, a trap, a trap, a trap. The fear of man bringeth a snare. The Bible said, if you are not being for the Lord who was on our side, you can never, never escape the snares of the devil without functioning in faith. If you are not being for the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, he said they would have swallowed us up quick. And when the wrath was kindled against us, look at verse 4, he said, then the waters would have overwhelmed, the stream would have gone over our soul. But the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be God. Somebody say, blessed be God. Oh, blessed be God. Who are not giving us as what? A prey to their feet. Ah, yeah, yeah. Verse 7. He said, for the, our soul is escaped as a bed out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken and I am escaped. Tell to your neighbor, say, I'm escaped. Say, I'm escaped. Fear keeps you in bondage. But when the snare of fear is broken, you escape. You are escaping from every demonic snare. In the mighty name of Jesus. Finally, fear captivates. Somebody say fear captivates. Fear 
holds people in bondage. That's what it means. It keeps people in what? Bondage. Bondage. Bond. For we have not received the spirit of bondage. Somebody say bondage. Say bondage. Or oh, say it the way I'm saying it. Bondage. 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 He said, For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. The spirit of bondage again to fear. Look at Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 to 15. He said, for as much I like the scripture, ah, it's so sweet. For as much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he himself likewise took part of the same. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Look at verse 15. And deliver them. Somebody say deliver them. Deliver them means deliver them. Christ came to deliver you through the fear of death where all their lifetime subject to what? Can you imagine living in bondage the rest of your life? Life sentence. Life in prison. Life in prison. Fear of death keeps you life in prison. Life in prison. It imprisons your life. From today, your life shall not be in prison. I said from today, your life shall not be in prison. You are out of the bondage of fear. You are out of the prison of fear. Open your mouth and begin to declare your freedom. I'm out. Pastor Afroqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 540 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Live Chapel. God richly bless you. Never be the same. Never be the same.